what's up? We're back. This is Denny on the mic. And uh, and Lewis, as I failed to introduce myself last week on episode one. So. Yeah, so this is like episode two. We're going to talk about various things. Um, what's going on in the news, a bit of Brexit. Got to talk about the UFC. That was yes, a bit yes. mad. Yes. Um, and a couple of other things we're going to throw in there. Yeah. Um, just before we start properly, we are now officially on Spotify um itunes and soundcloud so no excuses not to listen we are everywhere yeah i think um hopefully we'll be on youtube like next week maybe the week after yeah that way you can see our ugly mugs uh if, if you so wish to do so and oh. uh, you get a nice view of my living room too <laughs> yeah yeah apologies if um, I, I just slurped my tea and uh, those were so kind to um make me a cup of tea um, as you I, are in glorious England Yes, obviously. and I forgot that uh, we're recording I just took a slurp, so I do apologise for that It's fine, do it again a few more times Just <laughs> pee people off I'll do it too, man, I don't care Let's just slurp away like proper English gents Because that is what we are We are English gents Indeed, indeed So what have you been up to this week then? Ooh, well, not much, not much um, Been busy, working Chilled out on the weekend A uh, bit of Netflix and chill Oh yes not in the kind of Netflix and chill I'd like though. Literally watching Netflix and oh. chilling. What you what you want to uh, right now on Netflix? What are you watching? Um, I am watching. Do you know what? I was I, I was watching a I was watching a couple of uh, uh, teen rom coms actually with my with my partner. Yeah, like I don't oh, know right. why I'm admitting this. One was alright. One was called uh, Love Letters I Sent to Myself or something like that. I'm sure someone will correct me or it will come to me. And the other one was called Sierra Burgess and the Loose, which was trash. Okay. Like it was trash. It was one of those ones. I can't tell what happened in the end because I didn't really stay awake for all of it. Yeah. Um, but the first one, um, letters to my letters to my ex. I'll, I'll double check. I'll double check. Okay. Okay. But something something like that. Um, that wasn't too bad. Other than that, just catching up on um a couple of other things. I finished Altered Carbon. Don't know if you watched that. I haven't seen it. Well. It's pretty good sci-fi. Starts off okay. really really good. Towards the end, it tells off a little bit. Becomes a little bit predictable. Right. Um, but you not. You still wanna, you still wanna see it through. It's good enough to I see. I do it hate through. that though. Like we watched the, what was the movie I watched last? last, last, last that I saw that, the latest Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. I like that. So I'm not. I don't want to spoiler alert it for anyone. But there was there was like three or four scenes where I went, this means this is gonna happen next. You know, because that's just happened. This is gonna happen. Oh, that's blatantly a setup for later. Yeah, yeah. And then the person I went to see it was with. I was like, bro, you just ruined this film for me. <laughs> I, I hate you. <laughs> and that's. Yeah. But it was. It seemed really obvious, even yeah, for yeah. a couple of them. He was like, yeah, yeah, you know this. Yeah. And uh, but the one thing I I noticed that kind of almost ruined Mission Impossible for me. You you seen the latest one, right? I've seen it. Yeah. Right. So I'm not giving away any of the storyline here, but there's a scene where, and they use it in the trailer as well where Tom Cruise is chasing someone through London and he, he stops at a window and he's got to jump out the window onto this uh, overpass bridge thing or whatever. Yeah. In that scene, my man runs flat out for like five minutes. I'm telling you, Universal Soldier could barely do that back <laughs> in the day. Tom Cruise is like pushing 50. And then after that, he grabbed onto like a, a greasy pole that was attached to the bottom of an elevator and he just held on to it casually for like two minutes. Yeah. Like, mate, if I run 200 metres flat yeah. out, my palms are sweating. <laughs> you just ran for like five miles. I don't even know in all Tom Cruise's films, he he, he, does, he has a sprinting scene. He needs to. Yeah, he always has a sprinting scene. I think it's like a trademark that he has in his contract. I must sprint. 
Yeah, and it's I mean, always face on towards the camera. It's, I can't believe it. Oh, that was the thing for me. I was like, oh man, you just I can suspend disbelief for almost yeah. anything except for yeah. that level of cardio. Yeah. Like no one's got that. Yeah. Okay, controversial thing. I've said this to a few people before, and it's proved a bit controversial for me. Tom Cruise is the number one action star in my lifetime. He's he's kind of subtly in the, in the top three, I would say. Yeah. Okay, and I, I think he's dismissed because a lot of people would be like Tom Cruise action star just because he's he's previously had that kind of pretty boy image. But if you think from from Top Gun in the eighties to Mission yeah. Impossible, whatever number it was this year, yeah, you're talking five, like thirty years nearly. He's done, yeah, he's done other things in between, but 30 years of doing action films and doing his own stunts. Yeah, and then you've got film like uh, Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah, yeah, or I like I think, that. I think originally I it was called Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, or yeah, that's the one, Edge of yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, that that's also an action movie. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he's done a couple of others. Yeah, so he's, um, I mean, he's been consistent. He's, he has made through. a lot of movies. Yes. Do you know what? He hasn't made many crap movies, though. Like, Samuel L. Jackson has made a ton of good movies, but yeah. he's made some he's been in some crappy movies yeah. as well like i think he just doesn't turn down work yeah probably um but yeah he's he, he's he's just a weird guy though like the whole scientology thing and in fact i sent that's the, the thing yeah i sent the the lads group on our on our whatsapp yeah. uh, article i actually i misread it but he hasn't seen his daughter in like five years his 12 year old daughter he hasn't seen her in five years because she's not a scientologist yeah that is... and they have a they have a word i can't remember suppressives or can't remember the exact word but yeah. they call them like suppressed people or something people that aren't in the church of scientology and you're okay. forbidden i've watched a lot of scientology yeah, yeah. documentaries you're forbidden from talking to people outside scientology okay the interesting thing is as well you've scientology has this policy where like they take a lot of money from their church members which yeah. is why so to be to be uh tax exempt as a church which yeah. scientology is you're not allowed to keep large quantities of cash right there's like a threshold or a limit or whatever okay which is why the church of scientology owns so many buildings so much land because they're not allowed to just keep that money there right. so as soon okay. as they get x amount of money they just buy another building yeah but um but if you leave the church of scientology and you want to get your money back off them there's like one department that you that you go to but they're not allowed to speak to you because you're a suppressive or a suppressed person, so it's impossible to get your money back. It's like their, their own little loophole. That is strange. It's but quite, kind of smart, I guess. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good cool. way to keep you want money. your money back? Call this number. They're not allowed to speak to you. <laughs> but if you can get someone from Scientology, maybe I don't know. Let me just quickly throw a caveat in there. When I said uh, Tom Cruise is my favorite action hero, that's Hollywood action hero. Okay. That's Hollywood action hero, not okay. including, um, for example, Jackie Chan is probably my number one. There's probably a couple of other people okay. as well. Well, before. Jackie does his own stunts. Yeah, exactly. But I think yeah. in terms of like iconic, uh, iconic action heroes, you got to go with like Arnie and Slime and they're, definitely, like, they're legends of the game. Arnold Schwarzenegger is probably, definitely, definitely agree 100%, but just in terms of the fact that he doesn't do... His own stunts, and he clear, and he obviously took time out for for politics. Yeah, he hasn't had that. Um, in his films are more action adrenaline pumped, but mm. I think I'll give it to Tom Cruise for me because he does his own stunts. Do as you well. know? Do you know the thing with with Arnie? Why why he should be held in such high regard as an action hero, is because he obviously he first started off his career as a bodybuilder. Yeah, and he made bodybuilding mainstream. Without okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. 
bodybuilding, like in the 70s, bodybuilding was like a freak show. People thought bodybuilders were just weirdos and yeah. like sad little men that got bullied a lot as kids. And then, and now, body like everyone's on, everyone lifts weights. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, unfortunately, if you're into to, uh, the fitness industry, obviously you already be aware that steroid culture is like massive now as well, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he, he really kicked that off. And then when he wanted to make movies, people like Woody Allen and uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, those kind of really small, skinny guys, they were like the, the, sex, the, the sex symbol icons of the movie industry at that time. And when Arnie was like, yeah, yeah I want to make movies, people were like, uh, nah, yeah, you're too yeah. damn big. Ain't no one going to put you on camera. And actually, when he made Conan the Barbarian, which was like the film that he got his big, big break on, he'd yeah. done a few things before that, but he had to lose weight to get on, like the, the, the producer or the director said, look, you need to weigh no more than like, I think it was 200 pounds or 240 pounds, so 100 kilos um, for this movie. And he had to lose a, a considerable amount of weight for that movie. Oh, wow. Um, and then he actually put it back on because the the documentary movie Pumping Iron that made him so famous yeah, yeah. he that was filmed after he filmed Conan so he had to put okay. weight back on to, to then win oh, okay. and the only reason why he did that movie was because he felt like he owed it to the bodybuilding community he was actually done with bodybuilding he'd already oh, retired yeah okay. he'd already said that he was going to retire from bodybuilding and then he came back and done another one. So, okay. so there was that. Yeah. He made he made action movies. What yeah. they are now. Yeah. And people after he started making action movies were like, if we didn't have an Arnold Schwarzenegger, we'd have to build one. Like, yeah, the... yeah. Um, I I think when I've looked at Arnie's sort of early career stuff and sort of the, some of the mo motivational stuff he talks about and. Um, like his journey and you know like people telling him no and him proving them wrong to become the highest one of the highest paid stars yeah. like you can't do nothing but respect that yeah um but yeah he's he would obviously definitely be up there as mm. well we have gone off on a bit of a tangent actually that's cool but that's speaking cool. of action movies on on tuesday i went to see uh the new mark Wahlberg movie i think it's called mile 22 or mile 23 it's um don't know that one so it only came out like two weeks ago, I think. Mm. Um, who else has it got? If you've seen The Raid, yeah, it's got the star of that, like okay. the, the good yeah. guy in The Raid. Um, and actually, Ronda Rousey's in it as well. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for, for anyone, but I gave it, like, I think I gave it a 6.5 or a 7 out of 10. Okay. It was a, it was a decent action movie. Yeah. It had a good plot twist in it. That I didn't, I didn't really see it coming. Like I thought there's something a bit odd about it, mm. but I couldn't. I definitely didn't see the actual plot twist that was coming. But I just felt like because the guy that's in the raid, yeah. If you've seen the raid, obviously you know that the action in that is, Sick. is yeah, it's yeah. intense, hand-to-hand yeah. -hand combat, violence, graphic. Yeah. And there was a little bit of that in there, but for me there wasn't enough. Yeah, I was yeah, expecting yeah. more. When you see that guy, you expect it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was a decent movie, uh, and obviously this week I, I do want to go and see. It. I don't know if I'll get time to go and watch it though, but I want to go and see uh, Venom. Uh yeah, I've heard mixed things about that, but I might go and watch it. Mm. But talking about going on a tangent, but while talking about Ronda Rousey and hand to hand combat, let's jump straight into oh. UFC. I don't. I mean, a lot's been said already about um, Connor and Khabib. Yes. Um, we're now three days on when this is being recorded. Um, 
But I know you watched the whole event. You helped the I, whole, I watched the, the whole thing. Do you know what? I had so a, tell us a bit about what else happened on there. Do you know what? Well. First, I, I need to tell you about my Saturday, man. It okay, was crazy. Go on. So I was up at like 7 o'clock on Saturday morning because I had to go to work. So I, I taught my classes in the morning, finished at like half 12, 1 o'clock. Then I went straight from there to one of our friend's kids' birthday parties. I was there till 5. Dashed back home. And then I've got a like a, a high grade amp, like a speaker that I use when I hold certain events and stuff. Yeah. I had to take that to the venue for the party that I was going to in the evening, before so to like help them set up, come back, pick up my wife, get changed obviously quickly. Babysitter turned up. Thank you very much, Pally, if you're listening. And then um, head off back. Went to this engagement party. Came home. Had to obviously make sure my, my wife was cool, went to bed, all that stuff, and then and then I went back out to my friend Kevin's to watch the UFC, and he lives like 25 miles, about 20 miles away, I don't know, it might be less, it's, it's about half an hour drive. Yeah. So yeah, so I got there, just in time for the, the main card to start, already I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it, but actually, the main card was, was really good. Um, there was a, a girl called uh, Michelle Waterson. Her nickname's the Karate Hoi. Um okay. And I can't remember the name of the girl she was fighting, actually. I'll probably bring it up. But um, but I think she was the underdog in that fight because she was considerably smaller than her opponent. And she played a, a brilliant game plan. She had like good technique. She was throwing lovely kicks. Her, her wrestling was on point. So I was I was really happy watching that fight. And then um, the the heavyweight fights were on. Uh, who was she fighting? She was fighting, oh, Felice Herring, who famously, her last fight, she missed weight by like seven, eight pounds, oh, which was huge. Yeah. And then she battered the girl she was fighting. So I was, I was like, oh. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Derek Lewis is a heavyweight and he was fighting uh, this guy Volkov. And so Derek Lewis, uh, I actually sent you guys the video clip of his interview. Do you know what I was going to ask? Was that was that a real in, was that his real that interview? That was a real interview. Oh, and you know, I'll I'll play it into the speaker. Hopefully, it comes out all right. But basically, the the fight kind of went like this. In the first round, Derek Lewis got tooled up, took apart. Yeah. In the second round, he was getting picked off. He he had because he he's quite heavy handed. So when he does throw, obviously you need to you need to get out of the way. He throws off yeah. kitchen sink into his punches. And there was about two minutes left, and I, I turned to my mate that was watching the fights with. I was like, "Bro, I think he's just trying. He's going to try in the last ten, fifteen seconds. He's just going to try and throw hell at this guy and knock him out." And with ten seconds left, he knocked the guy out. Ooh, what the whole fight? Ten seconds left. Literally, Ooh. there was ten seconds left in the third round, and and he hit the guy. He it was like a a left to the body, right to the face, dropped him, and then got on top and ground and pound. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'm gonna play into the mic the the speaker um, into the speaker the interview, which hopefully you guys can hear quite clearly. If not, maybe then you'll, you'll edit out and layer it over the top. Yeah. But so this I'm is it. Derek Lewis, Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. <laughs> I understand. You were looking for that big haymaker all night. You found it in the last minute of the fight. Talk us through this, Derek. I forgot a few hours before the fight. Donald Trump called me. They told me I got knocked this Russian motherfucker out. They're making him look bad on the news. You know, him and Putin and shit. Fuck what they talking about. USA and this whole fuck. Yeah, you're absolutely one of the top guys in line for a shot at the title next. So tell us what you think about that. 
That was that was like the highlight of my evening. Yeah, I was yeah. I, I actually shed tears watching that. It was <laughs> it was so good. And if anyone's hit, like if you listen to that when he's talking about Putin and that he he's joking, but it was just it was jokes. It was so good. Um, and then a guy uh, and then they had a light heavyweight fight. Um, Oven Saint Prue was fighting this guy Reyes. Now I'll be honest, Reyes I haven't even really heard of him. Oven okay. Saint Prue is a light heavyweight, and actually John Jones fought him his first fight back after he got banned last time. And John Jones had a real hard time with it. I wouldn't say he had a hard time with him, but he had like a, it was a very boring fight for fans. Um, he's a Southpaw. Jones find, found it quite difficult. He, he, Jones didn't have any moments where he was in danger, but Ovens was um, was difficult. It was a, just a difficult, awkward fight. Yeah. So Ovens St. Prue is like a, an, old, an older, high-level guy. He's, he's been in the top five for ages. Okay. And this guy, Reyes, is, is coming up. And they're, interestingly enough, they were both professional football players. And they're, Two people fighting? Or yeah, in the past. Okay. In the past, they, they're, they're professional football careers. Um, and uh, yeah, Reyes beat the brakes off Ovens St. Prue. And actually, with like two seconds left, he knocked Ovens St. Prue down. And it was really, it was really controversial because he knocked Ovin St. Prue down. Ovin St. Prue was clearly out. Like his eyes rolled to the back of his head, everything. And the ref kind of stepped in front of Ovin St. Prue, who was down. Reyes walked off, but the ref was like, you got to stand up. So Reyes should have jumped on top of him and started yeah, hitting yeah. him. But he didn't. He just walked off. Okay. And the ref maybe at that point thought that, Ovin St. Prue was in, in a state that he could have defended himself, so he okay. didn't actually stop the fight. But there was only like a second left anyway, and then the buzzer went, fight right. was over. Yeah. So all the commentators were like, that's a knockout, that should be deemed as a knockout. Yeah. But it ended up going to the judges, Rhea still won anyway. Okay, yeah. But it was just controversial that they didn't award it as a knockout. Yeah. So that fight was done. There was only two fights left on the card after that. It's Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis. Yeah, tell me about that one. I like both of these guys. Yeah. Tony Ferguson's a weirdo. Like, he's like your crazy uncle <laughs> who, like, your mum won't let you be alone with him <laughs> just because he, he might give you nunchucks or fireworks. Yeah. Um, and Anthony Pettis is a former champion and uh, and he's got a Taekwondo background as well, so I like him, obviously. And uh, they had, uh, they had a, a brilliant, fantastic, amazing fight. I'll it was highly entertaining. Anthony Pettis done... If you... If any of you guys listening remember, in The Matrix, there was a scene where Neo... When he moved down like he was going to do a handstand, in fact, it might have been Trinity, she went down like she was going to do a handstand, like a half cartwheel, hit the guy in the head with a kick, and then stood back up. I think that was Nia. Right? Yeah. So, like, flip down, kick, back up. Yeah. Pettis did that in the fight. Ooh, did it connect? I don't, I think it might have just touched or just missed whatever, but, but he, he just the fact that. that he yeah, tried to yeah. do it. I think he got hit and he went with the punch Ooh. and flicked his leg. I was like, damn, son. And then, um, and then he tried to do, like, he had his back pressed, pressed against the cage. And he done, like, a sideways somersault kick. And it was crazy. Uh, Tony Ferguson nearly got knocked out. He got dropped hard. Yeah. And then he was doing, like, um, he did, like, ninja rolls, break four rolls to get out of the way of Pettis so that like, he could protect himself yeah. and cover up. 
and there was blood everywhere. Pettis got the top of his head cut open, deep cut. For me, it was I was like, oh my god, this fight is amazing. Did it get fight of the night? And I think it got perform. I think the two fighters got performance yeah, of the night bonuses. Okay. Unfortunately, Pettis broke his hand in the second round, and they had to stop the fight. Like they they threw in the towel or whatever yeah. in between rounds. So I was I was really gutted because Pettis looked like he was back to his old self. Yeah, and. I put even though uh, Ferguson put, was putting constant pressure on, and he was probably landing more punches. I think Pettis could have knocked him out in the third round. Okay. Maybe somewhat controversial, but Pettis yeah. just has cleaner technique, and yeah. and of the two, Ferguson took the most significant damage, in terms of like he was actually on his butt at one point, not knowing which way was up. So yeah, then obviously you get the main card. The main card. One thing I did read about this, which I weren't sure about. Oh, the main fight. Yeah, mm. um, the main fight. Um, Connor took the third round. Yeah, he did. So am I correct in saying that's the first time Khabib's ever lost a round? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That's, that's prob- there's two positives to okay. take away from that fight from Connor. Yeah. He's, at the beginning of the fight, I personally think he, he was doing the wrong thing because he was walking down Khabib. Now... If you're walking towards me and you have to suddenly walk backwards, yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, right. You have to shift your weight and then push off. I think Connor should have took the middle of the ring and made Khabib come to him. Right. That way, at least if Khabib comes, Connor's got great movement. He'll get out of the way at home. Yeah. Change angles, whatever. When Khabib did go for a takedown in the middle of the ring, Connor started off doing the right thing. He just got on Khabib's back when Khabib was on his knees, like turtled up. Got on Khabib's back, threw some body shots. Every time Khabib went to, to lift him. In fact, the first round, even though Khabib outgrappled him, Khabib didn't really land anything damaging. Okay. But then the second round, Khabib hit Connor with a right hook and dropped him. And Oof. Khabib hasn't dropped someone with a punch in a long time. Wow. And just that alone, because the thing that everyone that's into MMA was, was wondering was like, can this guy who's a world-class striker... Yeah defeat this guy who's a world-class wrestler yeah yeah and there's it's it's very difficult to beat people with with good wrestling backgrounds because once you're on the ground you have to get back up and until you get back up you're in their world yeah yeah so everyone was saying well connor he's got that left hand from hell he can land it on you whenever he wants but to be honest even though yes he took the third round he was out striking khabib Khabib didn't really look bothered. Every time Connor connected with the left, Khabib was like, yeah, okay, no problem. Come. I will break you. I will smash. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, there, there, was, there was a few words interchanged at the end of each round as well. Like Connor would say, I think the, sec- the second round, Khabib got on top of Connor and was throwing down bombs. And everyone was like, oh my God, they're going to f- stop the fight. They're going to stop the fight. But one of the commentators, Dominic Cruz, and the referee clearly saw Khabib wasn't actually landing that much. And you right. could see it on Connor's face when he got back up. Yeah. If you imagine, Connor was, I think he was mounted. I think Khabib was in full mount and raining down bombs for two minutes. If that was anyone else or in that situation, you'd expect the guy on the bottom, if he made it the full two minutes, yeah. to be bloodied and bruised and bad. Yeah. Connor got up, he had a little, a little nick above his eye. So he was he was intelligently defending himself. Yeah, 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 okay. But he also cheated. Because at one point, Khabib had side control on him. And he turned to talk to Dana. He's like, hey, Dana. And Connor kneed him in the head. 
which you're not allowed to do on the floor to, against a ground opponent. To be honest, it's not that big a deal because you can knee someone in the head from standing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, Connor was uh, slipping his fingers inside Khabib's gloves to make sure that Khabib couldn't free his hands uh, during the grappling okay. exchanges. Yeah. It's a fight, I guess. Yeah. But he was breaking the rules, and and that's that's not legit. Um, but yeah, and then the weird thing about the the way the fight ended was that Khabib didn't actually have the choke on. He had it over Connor's mouth. Yeah. He didn't have it over his neck. So I don't know if he if he just had a really good crank on him. Because I've... you got to bear in mind, Khabib diets down from like 200 pounds to fight at 155. Sure and and he, he trains with heavyweight guys and middleweight yeah, guys. Yeah. Apparently, he he's never lost a round in training. Oh, wow. But... um. So and he's fighting with heavyweight, so he's probably bloody strong. So maybe that was it. Yeah. Um. And and I've I've done jujitsu with much heavier guys who've who've got the rear naked over my mouth. Yeah. And just the pressure on it on my jaw, I've had to tap. But I would have thought Connor training with high level jujitsu guys yeah, yeah. would have the wherewithal to defend against that, but he didn't. So is Khabib jujitsu or no. wrestling? He's a wrestler and sambo sambo. Right. Okay. Um. So yeah, so it was it was weird. Then obviously, Khabib was pushed off yeah. after Connor tapped, uh, and then one of the guys on Connor's team, Dylan Dennis, who's a very very high level jiu jitsu fighter, and he just had his first fight a couple of months ago with Bellator. Okay. He, I don't know if he said something first to Khabib because Khabib straight away turned to Connor's corner, threw his mouth guard yeah. towards him at the fence and started yeah. talking smack, and then he just jumped over. Yeah. And from the angles that the UFC cameras got, you couldn't really see, but Khabib was trying to jump on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funny thing was, when I watched it back, you can see Dylan Dennis moves out of the way and lands punches on, on uh, Khabib. And Khabib was like cowering to get out of the way. Okay. And if, like, if anyone was like, nah, 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 watch it back, you'll yeah. see Khabib's curled over and he's like trying to evade the, the punches or whatever. And he's, literally pushing to get out of the way of yeah, it, yeah. which I thought was mad on its own. Yeah. The other thing that you didn't see was Khabib's brother tried to follow him. Khabib's brother ran from the other side, climbed over the fence from the other side of the octagon, ran through the octagon, tried to jump over the same spot of the fence where Khabib jumped over. Connor grabbed him and punched him. Khabib's right. brother had the belt in hand and he smashed Connor in the face of the belt. And that's and then after that's where the other two guys jumped in the in the ring and attacked yeah. Connor. Later on in an interview, Dana White said that the Nevada State Athletic Commission managed to uh, take footage from the from the UFC, yeah. looked at it, and determined that Connor would get paid and Khabib wouldn't. And the reason for that is that the the footage that I'm just telling you about now was taken from someone in the crowd. The UFC, I didn't see it on the UFC cameras right, at all. I saw right. it later on on Instagram. Yeah. So from the State Athletic Commission's point of view, Connor was just stood in the ring and then these two guys jumped in and attacked him. So he actually did nothing wrong. Right. But he actually threw the first punch in the ring because he went for Khabib's brother. Yes, I did see and hear about that. Yeah. Although, albeit, Khabib's brother had no business running through the ring as yeah. well. He shouldn't yeah. be doing it. Um, so my, my thing is this, right? All this controversy, da-da-da-da, oh, it was the you know, terrible thing. You paid to watch a fight? Yeah. You got two fights. <laughs> <laughs> True. You got a bargain, people. Yeah, yeah. You got a bargain. Like, don't. 
and, and this the whole thing I know you mentioned it the other thing about um, Rose Namajunas saying how oh you know I'm, I'm scared to go out sometimes I have nightmares about what happened you do combat sports violence is part of your life yeah someone threw a trolley at a, at a bus window it's, get over it yeah um, I was talking to someone today who, who has a martial arts background as well she was in Marrakesh someone tried to mug her they actually broke her collarbone in the process yeah. And everyone that she works with is like, oh my God, you're right. You must be like really cut up and frightened. She's like, whatever, mate. They tried to steal my purse. I'm just ha- happy they didn't manage to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if you've trained martial arts for a long yeah. t- period of time, you've been through hardship. You yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Like, like stuff like that shouldn't get to you. Yeah. And if it does, you shouldn't really be in that business. Yeah, yeah. So my... Brittle spirits, as uh, Dave Chappelle said. Yeah. I mean, my, my thing on it, apparently Dana White has already come out and said that Connor wants a rematch and Dana will probably give him it. Yeah. Does he deserve it? No, I don't think so. As okay. much as I'm a Connor fan, yeah. you got beat up, mate. Yeah. You got beat up. The only thing that you've got to say that you did well against Khabib is that you won one round, which yeah. no one else has done. Yeah. But being two years out of UFC, yeah. going against a guy who's undefeated and has had three fights in the last nine months. True. What did you expect? Yeah, yeah. So... What do you so as I said, just sort of reading into it and stuff. What did you make of just the term in terms of the build up? Because I did feel I've, I didn't, I didn't. As I said, I didn't watch this one, but I have seen lots of other stuff. I normally always watch Connor's fights. I normally yeah. watch UFC a bit more, and I do feel Connor is allowed to get away with so much more, a lot. And at some point, it was. Not to say this was going to be the result, but there was going to be some sort of ramifications from how he winds people up to the levels he goes. Now, do I think he said anything worse to Khabib than he said to other people? Not really. Some people have made it controversial because it's about his religion, but I think he said just as much, you know, become just as personal of other people. But how you, I don't think you can say what someone else's line is. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Like you, you, if you're, if you're the, if you're the instigator, you can't you can't say what someone else is lying in. And I feel like the UFC have kind of sold shows on it. And ultimately, I feel like they've got to take a bit of responsibility for it. Yeah. If they're if they're like you said, I kind of agree with you. Look, you got two fights for the price of one. As long as no no uh, bystanders were hurt, yeah. then it's another story yeah. to sort of go on. But if they're gonna like. How, how, like, when I've seen Dana White interviews and his eyes discussing all this sort of thing, I kind of feel like, bro, you got to hold your hand up a bit to an extent with this as well. Like, when you let it get to a certain point, when you let the insults and stuff carry, um, even when, what was what, when they were doing the press conference and they've both got their fists up and he's knocked his fist down. And yeah. He... But that, that's a classic Connor thing to do. He did it to Nate as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, for anyone that, that doesn't know, the reason why there's so much bad blood. Artem Lobov is a UFC fighter who's also Connor's training partner. Trained with Connor for years. Helped him prepare for many, many fights. Him and Connor are like brothers. Artem Lobov apparently said he doesn't think Khabib's all that good. This is years ago. Right. And apparent, and he, he was in Russia at the time. And apparently, uh, someone that Artem, Artem was with went and told some of Khabib's people, and then Artem got jumped. Okay. And then later on. There was some more stuff stirred, and then later on, uh, Khabib saw Artem Lobov at a hotel because most of these guys, when they when the UFC arranges an event, they put mm. them all in the same hotel, which I think is mad. Yeah, but obviously it saves on costs because they only have to pick people up from one hotel. Exactly. So Khabib saw Artem at a hotel, 
slapped Artem. Not to be honest, it was like it was a little baby tap, it was a little slap. But Artem was kind of on his own, surrounded by Khabib and his old crew. Right. He had he couldn't have really done anything. Yeah. And then Connor obviously arranged to to turn up uh, and and do what he did with the, the bus, the, the bus, with the bus okay, incident. Yeah. So people are saying, well, you know, you, you shouldn't be cussing Khabib for what he done. Connor's done worse. Mm. First of all, two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, Second yeah, of all, the only contradiction that I say to to what you're saying about uh, how Dana should maybe try and you know bring rein these guys in mm. a bit. First of all, it's very difficult. You you're going to try and rein in fighters. Fighters no, don't, don't tend think, to. I don't be... think they. I don't think they should necessarily. Sorry to interrupt. I don't think they should necessarily rein it in. Mm. But I don't think. I guess they got over the public image. But no, you can't. Do you know why? You're dealing with people who it's 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 another level to boxing. Yeah. Because in boxing, you get knocked down and you've got 10 seconds to basically decide if, if you want to continue or not. Yeah. In UFC, you get knocked down, the guy's going to come and smash your face in. Yeah. And if you're lucky, the ref will get there quick enough. And there's been a few times where they haven't. And if you're unlucky, you'll get bones broken, you get severe injuries. And and sometimes you don't come back from that. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot of fighters that had really good runs and then they, they take a bad loss yeah, yeah. and that's pretty yeah. much the end of their career like yeah. they just can't turn things around after that so these guys are not generally they're not normal guys anyway I don't know if you know uh, Kobe Garbrandt no Cody Garbrandt so he's a he was kind of he was a bit of an internet sensation like last year about two years ago um, he's got tattoos all across his chest he beat this guy that was undefeated jumped on top of the cage and was like yeah um, and then he ended up winning the title as well okay. off, off, a, off a very, very uh, high-level fighter. And uh, and again, he went viral again because he battered this guy, Dominic. He, he battered this guy, Dominic Cruz, and was literally dancing in the ring while he was beating him up. Um, and and he's like one of these guys who come from a really bad background, yeah. from a rough area. Yeah. You look at Nate Diaz. You know, they they come from like mean streets that are out in the streets fighting. They turn to jujitsu to get off the streets and yeah. stuff. So these these guys are not guys that you can sit down in a meeting room with and go. So uh, so Connor, basically, uh, we don't really like the way that you're insulting Khabib's country or his religion. Yeah. Uh, so we'd just like you just to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Connor, be like, are you serious? <laughs> don't come talk to me with all of that. Yeah. He's a do nothing bitch, and I'll I'll say whatever I want. <laughs> do nothing. But that. but you know, funnily enough, actually, on the opposite, Khabib's kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum because yeah. he gave a press conference after, and uh, he was like, first of all, I'd like to say sorry for Nevada State Athletic Commission for UFC, but you know, he he, he said too much. He he, yeah. he crossed the line. He talked about my religion, about my father, about my country. And actually, Putin called me and said, congratulations on fight. He's like, but uh, obviously I have to deal with the commission, but now I have to go home. And uh, my dad, he's definitely going to smash me. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to smash yeah. me. And I'm like, you're the lightweight UFC champion yeah, in the world. Yeah. You're a bad mother brother. Yeah. And you're scared of your dad. Yeah. It's, that's the respect though, isn't it? That's yeah. The he still lives at home with his parents. Is it? Yeah, yeah. And, okay. his, and his wife and two I, kids. In all fairness, I hope they do give him, I hope, I hope the money gets released to him. Yeah. The, um, the problem is... So the problem is a lot of a lot of casual fans are saying, well, if he shouldn't get fined or stripped or banned because Connor didn't. Right. But you got to bear in mind, Connor wasn't champion of anything yeah, at that point anyway, yeah, so he yeah. couldn't have got stripped. Yeah. He'd already been out for two years, and, yeah. and he's a big money maker for UFC. Yeah. 
even though Khabib's a big draw, I don't know, maybe all the Russians are just like illegally streaming or something because yeah. they don't really buy many pay-per-views. No, nah, he's nothing. I had this discussion with my mate as well. He's nothing. Comp- Connor's the money. Yeah. Connor is the money. I didn't necessarily mean like, like, um, f- well, I know that's kind of what I said with regards to UFC you taking responsibility. Yeah. You did say it. <laughs> and then toning it down. I don't necessarily mean that. I mean like, it's all part of the, it's all part and parcel of the circus. Like, yeah. and I get, as I said, like, I get the, for their public image, they have to say, oh, this is so bad, this is so terrible. But I hope, you know, I hope we see an interview. I think, in fact, I already saw an interview with Joe Rogan on the night. He was like, oh, no, guys, stop. And in his interview, I think it was today or yesterday, it was recorded. He was like, that shit was awesome. <laughs> Not those words, but essentially to that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And, that's, and that, that's, that's, for me, as long as no bystanders got hurt, as long as no one who isn't a fighter yeah. and wasn't part of either crew got hurt, I've switched off WWE for life if this is the shit we're going to get. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's funny enough? Um, so I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. Uh, shout out to JRE. Um, he done a breakdown during the week mm. with this guy, Brendan Shaw. Now, last year, or earlier this year, I think it might have been, when Canelo and Triple G fought yeah. in boxing. Yeah. Brendan Shaw said, unless, Canelo, unless Triple G knocks Canelo out, it's going to be a draw. Doesn't matter how the fight goes. It's going to be a draw. And it was a draw. Most people said Triple G won. He's like, because boxing's that corrupt. So he called that one. Right. Earlier this week, mm. he said, I'm not going to go to the fight. He's like, why not? He goes, because something's going to happen. There is going to be some violence. He's like, partly, I don't like to go because I used to fight because he used to be a heavyweight fighter. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't great. He was all right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going because there's, there's going to be some stuff kick off. And I don't want to be there for that. Okay. And and sure enough, he was right. He predicted that. Um, so yeah, I, I was like, "Damn, man, he knows his stuff. He knows what's going on." I might listen to whatever he says next and put yeah, a bit of money put on. some money on that. But um, but yeah, to be honest, like that that was kind of cool. That this this weekend, I can't I can't really say it was a bad day for MMA or a bad day for mixed martial arts because nah, I don't think so. My Instagram was just filled with yeah. clips of that yeah, from different yeah. angles. I don't think so. If anything, I think for me as well, watching it there's a bit of unreliability with Connor in terms of if he's going to fight. Like, it's harder to negotiate with him. He wants bigger money. There's got to be, you know, it's got to also, you don't want him to fight a bum either. Yeah. So this is also given them another big attraction. Like, yeah. this has brought a lot more attention to Khabib. I was saying, to my mate, me and my mate were talking about it and he was like, oh, no, because cool. they can't, like, um, Khabib's already a big draw. He's 27 and 0 now. I go, yeah. no, right now, Khabib is known as the guy who beat Connor. Yeah. He's not known for being 27 and 0. He was 26 and 0 before, and people weren't, people yeah. in the know knew it, but the casual fans didn't. So, if anything, this has brought a lot of attention and given them another star to, to potentially market and stuff. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, let's, let's just have a little look. So, Khabib's last post got 2.6, not his last post actually, his. Uh... His most recent, well, his most recent post got 1.9, but like, let's say a post that he put up mm. yesterday, I think it was, got 2.6 million. And actually, I looked at his uh, his Instagram the other day. He had 3.7 million. This was after the fight. He's now yeah. got 10.4 million Instagram wow. followers. So beating Connor has obviously bumped him wow, up a little yeah. bit. But you look at Connor. Connor's got 28.1 million followers. Yeah, this is the thing. And two days he ago, he had 26 man. million followers. So he's wow. he's gained another two million, yeah, right? Yeah. His first post after the fight where he'd lost the fight, yeah. got 5.5 million likes. That's crazy. And the the one that he just posted up of him chilling outside a, a pub 
which to me I thought was absolute nonsense because he said we lost the match but we won the battle the war goes on I was like first of all we didn't lose the match <laughs> like you should be saying I won the match yeah and there was no battle to be won like I was watching some of the um some of the footage of the fights that broke out in yeah. Vegas like don't get me wrong right? I'm my family's Scottish so I've got to stand behind the Celts yeah but all the Irish guys are getting battered yeah <laughs> <laughs> like Irish people are tough people yeah, don't get yeah, me wrong yeah. but you know the Russians have to deal with a whole nother level of cold and communism so yeah yeah so yeah man the, the Irish were getting smashed up unfortunately yeah. if anyone's got any clips of uh, of the Irish getting some payback and beating up some Russians by all means man send it to me uh, L4 underscore TKD on Insta because <laughs> because uh, I want to see that um, but yeah I, to be honest I, I thought it was pretty decent yeah um but yeah, I, 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 mean, I just couldn't stay up that night. I was just tired. That's Enjoy. that's kind of the story of your life, though, bro. <laughs> so so Denny came to my stag. We went to uh, Budapest. Yeah. And uh, the first night we went to a nightclub. Obviously, bro, we do that what you was do. Mad. We do what you do. Denny, Denny was a little worse. I'm not going to tell people how bad you were. <laughs> not on this occasion. I'm just going to say capital letters B A D. And uh, Denny pretty much like didn't, didn't really go out again for the for the trip. He stayed in. Yeah. And yeah. he slept. He slept I need like recovery time. I need recovery time. When I get on one, I do need recovery time. And then uh, and then we hit up Dubai for the Formula One in when was that 2015? Uh, no, 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 it wasn't. Must that have been ago. 16. Yeah, maybe it was 16, yeah. 16. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, man. Like you, you spent a lot of time in a hotel sleeping. Right, <laughs> I, I liked it. I know. It's, I, do you know what I think it is? Sometimes, like my nine to five. Well, it's not even nine to five, but my normal work because I'm like, like I'm just constantly doing work, and then like I'll, I'll be at work in a day, come home, working on other stuff. You know, multi talented entrepreneur and that. Like, I need to catch my sleep when I can. Yeah, that's man. But um, but yeah, I mean, so the UFC was pretty cool. I'm just looking through like what else is going on in the world, and to be honest, I feel like I'm really out of it. Like, I don't know what's going on. I've been looking at, I've been looking at, um, I've been looking at. So there was an interesting one. It's a kind of a total change of subject, but um, question time. Did you do you ever watch that? No, I didn't. I didn't actually watch it. You did say that you wanted to. Yeah. So there was there was a, a little bit of controversy. Do you know George the poet? Yeah. Yeah. So he he was he's been on there a few times. He generally generally I generally like what he's got to say. Most of the time this time I felt like he had an agenda. Like okay. he knew who was going to be on the panel and he might have to get certain things across. Um, but he's he's a smart guy. I normally like what he's got to say. Um, but something came up. I think it led off of Brexit, and he said the UK is xenophobic. And someone in the audience replied along the lines of. The UK is one of the least racist countries in in Europe. Of course. Now, <laughs> this was a this was a this was a white guy. So, uh, 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 a woman in the crowd, who, um, judging by her headdress, was Muslim, turned around and said. Well, it's easy, along the lines of, it's easy for you to say, isn't it funny that um, someone saying the UK isn't racist happens to be a white male? Yeah. His response, obviously, I didn't say it wasn't racist, and then it all kind of kicked off, and then someone started calling her racist because she used the term white male, and it all got, in in the end... uh, We're getting triggered left, right, (laughs) centre. Yeah, yeah. In the end, um, 
the host, Dimbleby. Is it David Dimbleby? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he had to kind of calm it down and kind of sort of take back control. But it was one of these things, and I think um, obviously Brexit stoked up stuff, and this came off the sort of off the back of a Brexit conversation. But I did think it was interesting. There was a couple of things. Firstly, and there was a particular question I wanted to ask yourself about it. But firstly, the first thing was with regards to this notion that we, like, if Europe's really racist, yeah. I don't think that's then a good, I'm not saying it is or it's not, but I don't think it's a good measurement to say we're the least racist comparing to someone else. Okay. Unless, rather than comparing it against your own progress, like, if we said, like, we've made strides compared to thing, yeah, I yeah. probably would have been able to applaud, but unless, but to say we're better, we're, we're, we're not as racist as someone else doesn't really, to me, warrant any kind of applause or even worth no, saying. No. So, I, I, okay. So first of all, mm-hmm. I think we maybe after after this one, we'll do the, the next podcast, which yeah, will be, yeah. so our next episode is going to be a, a bit of a breakdown of like what caused Brexit, what's going on in Brexit, yeah. and what, what to expect. So we'll go into it a little bit more in depth yeah. in the next episode, which, which will get released next week. Um, but my my thing is, to, the only thing I can say to this guy is, mm. where did you get that information? There is no polls in where you're street. going. Yeah. Where you're going to stop people in the street and just say, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how how racist are you? Are you a clan member? <laughs> you know, do you vote for the British National Party? Yeah. <laughs> are you a conservative? Yeah. Are, do you wear a hijab? Like, yeah. and and even then, like, there's 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 racism. There's all kinds of racism. Yeah. I mean, I um, I once knew an Asian girl who was scared of black guys. Yeah, I could not, I couldn't understand why. Okay, and I once um, she once told me that that she was like scared to go out of her house um, when I went to see it because a black guy had wolf whistled at her. Wow! And I was like, okay. She then explained where she grew up in uh, some country in Africa that um, that. Apparently, when guys, African guys, tend to whistle at you, they're not really whistling at you. They're whistling at their friends, and there's a good chance you're going to get attacked. Right, like they're okay. they're kind of coordinating, right. which I was like, fair enough. Yeah. And actually, I went outside, spoke to the guy. He was actually an American. He was a huge guy. So I was, I was, like, I see this guy, and I was in my early twenties. He yeah. must have been in his early twenties as well. And you know, some people have like a naturally aggressive look. Yeah, he yeah. had a naturally aggressive look, okay. and my man was like six five, <laughs> and he's built. Shit. So I went up to him and I was just like, "Hey man, how you doing? You right?" He was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good. What's up?" And I was like, "Oh, thank God." No, he, <laughs> he didn't go. Hey man, what you want? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's a little bit racist. My my thinking that he would respond that way, maybe I don't know. So I was like, "Hey man, I don't know if you remember this morning you wolf whistled at this girl, little little girl." Uh, obviously not a little girl, like a young yeah, woman. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, I remember. I goes, I'm not, I'm not saying that what you did was wrong. Yeah. Because I probably would have as well. Yeah. But she's actually from a place in Africa where if a black guy wolf whistles at you in your vicinity, you need to be quite worried because it means something bad's going to happen. Right. He was like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry, my guy. Don't worry about it. Like, and actually, I got the girls come out, chat to him, yeah. the, became friends, and then he'd like look out for her as well. And if in, so, it was cool. Cool, yeah. And yeah. from that, her perception changed. Right. But but my point is, 
racism comes from all angles to all people and it can be something really really small even like my own mum who who god rest her soul loved everyone don't matter what you know creed color religion but she would very casually say to me i'm just going to go down to the packy shop do you want anything yeah and i was like mum first of all you can't say packy yeah you just can't yeah like i'm married to a pakistani woman yeah i can get away with it <laughs> you can't yeah yeah all right second of all and even then i can get away with it to her yeah <laughs> i can't say it to no one else yeah. she, she don't mind but anyway so second of all these guys are not pakistani they're indians yeah right they're sikhs they wear turbans right yeah and if you call an indian a pakistani it's highly offensive yeah, yeah. it's more offensive than calling a pakistani a paki a paki you yeah. can't do it yeah so and she was like, yeah, 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 you, you know what I mean. Now, to me, that's that's a different type of racism. Mm-hmm. I call it ignorant racism. Yeah, yeah. Right? Where th- there's no there's no bad intention behind it, Yeah. but there's no good intention behind it right, either. Because okay. if you had good intention behind it, you'd make an effort to understand sure. that, you, that that's not appropriate. Sure. So, so my gist of it is, there's no metric. There's, there's no way of measuring racism. Yeah. So, so to jump up as a white man yeah. and go... No, no, racism is not that bad here. Yeah, yeah. You don't know, bruv. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, from obviously, you, you've lived in England your whole life. Yeah. Obviously, you're born and bred here. Yeah. Have you had many, like, racist experiences? Uh, do you know what? I've been asked this, and sometimes when I think back to things, I do stop and think, oh, shit, was that racist? <laughs> but on the day-to-day, not really. But I think that's also part of my upbringing where I was always taught how to handle situations that could be. So even if, even if, like, I've been stopped, I've been stopped by police. I haven't really been pulled over in my car um, without deserving it. Um, but I've, I've been stopped by police randomly. They've, they've um, blatantly, you know, oh, this typical sort of, oh, yeah, there's there's something happened down there, and you kind of fit the description. And I've just been like, oh, okay, cool. Um, okay, what can I do to assist you? Nothing. Okay, bye. And I think a lot of the time, within those first few seconds, they're trying to suss you out. Yeah. And if you act up, you almost give them an excuse. I never allowed it to get to that point where I can say they were doing any like nothing happened for me to. To, 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 to call racism apart from the fact they stopped and spoke to me but they were polite I was polite and it, and it ended very quickly so I've always done that I've always been taught to do that so there's been very very few incidents don't get me wrong that's that's from like authority type oh yeah walking on the street um, you know I've been in trouble for getting into fights when I was younger over, over people being racist and things like that but not, not. I don't feel. I don't feel nothing that's nothing that's affected me per se, but that's very sort of anecdotal. And I know, and I've spoken to a lot of other people who have had very different experiences. So that's yeah. So I, you know, I wouldn't really uh, judge it on my own. The other thing I wanted to ask about that, and it's a pity because this would be a good segue into why I think things like Brexit have happened, um, is where the woman turned around, the lady in the crowd, turned around and said, well, you as a white man wouldn't understand. You're starting to hear that term a lot. And someone, I think, wrongfully turned around and called her racist for that. 
But where that there are a lot of people who perhaps don't understand and aren't educated, and it's just how they're brought up and now they're all of a sudden, which is quite a new thing. You didn't really used to say that a few years ago, um, being attacked for being the normal term, like middle-aged white man or because you're a yeah. white man. Um, how, because that's a much more common term you've heard, heard used. How yeah. does that make you feel? So, How does that come, like, come across to you? So I think part of this, that whole kind of thing is that we tend to adopt a lot of things that that happen in America. Yeah. Like yeah. culturally, the yeah. way that their culture shifts, our, I don't know what it is, but our culture sen- tends to follow yeah. them. A good yeah. example is that when you think of people suing, you think that's a very American thing. But yeah. over the last 10 years, you know, there's all the injury lawyers yeah. and accident yeah. claim where there's a blame, there's a claim, you've been sick on holiday, you can get money back. I'm like, you ate bad food on holiday, like, <laughs> yeah. get over it. Yeah, and, um, yeah. And even uh, like I had, um, I had a couple of years ago, I had an issue where I got um, I got really bad treatment on the NHS. Mm. Uh, I got an infection that nearly killed me. Uh, and actually, while they were treating me, I got a, an air bubble in my cannula in my drip that was big enough to like. I I asked the the, the nurse on the ward because I clip I clamped my cannula to stop the air bubble from going in. And said to the nurse on the ward, like, is this bad if I get an air bubble in? in he's like, don't worry, air bubbles are fine. Like, it has to be a certain size. And I goes, what about this air bubble? And it was literally the whole line wow. was filled with air. And so was the bottom. Like, it was weird. There's like an air bubble in the bottom of the bag. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I think I'll get that out for you. I was like, if I didn't say anything. Mm. It was at two o'clock in the morning. I was actually asleep. I don't know why I woke up. Sure. That would have killed me. But I wouldn't. I still, I didn't sue anyone. Yeah, Because right? yeah. for me, that's not that's not me. Mm. But there's a lot coming from America now. Mm. There's a lot of this, like if you're from a privileged position, yeah. i.e., the term they use a lot is cisgendered white male. Yeah, i.e., yeah. you are the gender you were born mm. as. You're a cisgendered white male. You're like you're like the top of the tree. You cannot say anything about anyone because you are the the epitome of like repression you're you're you know okay. you, yeah. you are repressed you're a pressing guy or whatever so personally i don't think you're like if i said oh my friend denny uh you know the black guy that you, that you saw at the barbecue the other day yeah you know i might have to go in a little bit further and say the black guy in his 30s because there's a couple of black guys at the barbecue yeah. red glasses yeah red glasses <laughs> dude you know the guy um check out his insta but i don't i don't think if that person was in like or, or if you heard me say that, I don't yeah. think you'd be like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You referred to me as a black guy? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think that way. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it depends on the intention that you have behind your words. Yeah. Like, I don't want to keep saying like, actually, I don't like it. I'm <laughs> I don't like it. Um, but if, for example, I was to say that effing black guy cut me up. Yeah. Now you've got different intention. Yeah. You're saying that as a as a derogatory term because he did something that negatively impacted on your life, okay. right? Yeah. Not that I not that I shout at people in the car anyway because I'm aware that they can't hear me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I, I personally don't think that you can you can tell someone they can't refer to you as a certain thing. Okay. And one thing going back to the going back to the UFC thing that kind of relates through is. The one good thing about America is their freedom of speech laws. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. And up to a point, I've I've never felt living in the UK that I can't say whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But then we don't have the KKK in our country. 
we do have the British National Party, yeah. but we tend to look at them as a bunch of retards. True. Like, yeah. there was, uh, my friend sent me a, a meme. It was kind of like a meme. It was just a picture of text underneath. Mm-hmm. I guess you'd still call it a meme, but it was a picture of uh, Lee Rigby. Okay. And it said he was killed by Islam. You know, let's not forget his, forget that he, he died and did it. And I was like, you can't be killed by a religion. Like you were killed by people that claim to be yeah. practicing Islam or, or misinformed people. So that kind of stuff. And we see loads of videos of, you know, we need to stop the Muslimic empire yeah. rising and all <laughs> yeah, this nonsense. Yeah, yeah. We tend to look at racist people, yeah. especially those kind of British Nationalist Party racist people, yeah. as idiots. True. And we yeah. tend to almost, I don't want to say we laugh at them because there is there, there's bad intent behind what they're doing. The way yeah. they're behaving, yeah. and I don't want to say that I that I just laugh at them because I'm aware they're the kind of people that maybe if they saw an Asian guy walking down the street on his own late at night, they might jump him. Right. So I don't want to say that we should just laugh at those kind of people. Yeah. I don't want to say that you should have to you should be able to lock them up for saying for saying something either though, and I don't think you should be able to say I don't like the way you're talking. You need to change your tone think if you go that way yeah you create uh what was it you said earlier someone referred to it as uh like softness you said um who was it a comedian said it oh brittle 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 spirit brittle spirits yeah i think the more you do that the yeah. more brittle spirits you create yeah. and we shouldn't we shouldn't try to nerf the world or yeah you know shelter people or give people safe spaces if you let people face adversity they they'll become stronger. I'm not saying you should let people face racism on yeah. a day to day basis and yeah. stuff. Something should be done about it. Yeah. I don't know exactly what. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's it's a bit weird to say you can't call someone a white guy. Yeah. What what? My, so I won't go too much into it. It's probably safe for the next podcast. But what my feelings, and obviously we could discuss this a bit more. Is I totally agree with what you're saying. And you've, you've explained yourself well, and obviously you're an educated kind of guy. I failed all my exams, son. <laughs> <laughs> but I do wonder if people who, who don't, and they're, 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 they're hardworking, you know, just your average working class Joe, who hasn't necessarily, doesn't, or they don't necessarily see or understand how they may have been privileged or how they're seen as the dominant, as you said, the sort of, sort of um, because they've had to struggle and they ain't got much for themselves. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're, they're hearing this, oh, it's because of the white man, it's because of the white man, and they, but they don't actually understand why. So yeah. they just see it as a kind of attack on them. I, I kind of feel that's part of the, this whole Brexit, this whole Trump, this whole, there's a lack of, because we haven't really explained it or ex- gave, given them a chance to understand or even be around people who can explain things. They, they kind of feel attacked when they don't see no benefits themselves from yeah. this so-called white privilege or these, I'm not saying whether it exists or not. I'm just saying how, how they might feel. It exists. Daddy. No, no I, 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 I believe it does. I believe it does. I'm just saying with regards to, to, um, to how, how certain people might come across if they haven't been, had the chance to learn or understand about it more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got a friend who I'm always talking about this kind of stuff, stuff with, but Yeah. Cool. Um, we're just coming up to the hour mark. Do you know what? There's there's one thing I wanted to to. It's not it's not a UK thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a it's an American thing. I've been kind of trying to pay attention to it. Um, Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. So for anyone that's not aware, 
Brett Kavanagh was nominated to be uh, I can't remember the correct term for the position he is it's like a it's a very senior judge position and it it's a with, lifetime yeah with it's a lifetime award yeah the way the way politics in America work in, in the way it works over there is is very very different to here um, but actually, these these judges, Supreme Court judge, I think is the term, isn't it? You're a Supreme Court judge. That's it, yeah. So the Supreme Court judges were actually the people that stopped Donald Trump from putting the travel ban on initially. So it's a it's actually a very high position, and um, Donald Trump has to put forward like 25 names of judges that that he wants to nominate to be Supreme Court judges, and Brett Kavanaugh was one of the guys that was put forward, um, and apparently or allegedly when he was like 16 17 or 18 um there was a house party and him and a friend got this girl in a room uh turned music up really loud so no one could hear her and sexually assaulted her now the the extent of it doesn't go i i think because of some of the other things i've been listening to is that she's kind of pretty much said that she was raped I don't know whether or not from what I've heard that that's definite, so yeah. don't quote me on that, but she's saying that she was definitely sexually... I've definitely heard that she said she was sexually assaulted, but she didn't say anything until now. And it's not just that she didn't say anything until now. Like, his name's been on that list for months, many months. So she's kind of saying, the reason why I've come forward now is because yeah, I don't think... The American people should be led by someone that's done something like this in his lifetime. So just just to kind of intercept there quickly, there was a little bit of extra controversy around that because apparently before this whole thing started and became a media, um, came, came to the attention of the media, apparently she actually handed in a letter explaining this something yeah. like six weeks before. Yeah. And the person she handed it into, Diane Feinstein, I believe, yeah, that was it. I, I remember. Yeah, she apparently um, kept hold of it for reasons not known, but appeared to be for political purposes to obviously when this sort of stuff was coming closer to the upcoming yeah. elections and stuff, it can be used. The, the reason why Kavanaugh is a bit of a controversial choice, not just for that, though, is that he was also uh, involved in getting the Patriot Act put through. Which basically oh. gives them, um, like the government, the rights to spy on Americans yeah. with, without having to gain warrants and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so he's a bit of a controversial subject, anyway. But um, but I was just reading this article from the BBC that says, um, let me just find the quote. What did Trump say as he left the White House uh, for an event in Florida on Monday, which is probably him going to Mar-a-Lago for his golf course thing. Um, so I've been hearing just now that they're thinking about impeaching a brilliant judge. A man did nothing wrong. Okay. A man that was caught up in a hoax that was set up by Democrats using the Democrats' lawyers, and now they want to impeach him. Uh, the allegations against the nominee were all made up. It was fabricate, fabricated, and it's just a disgrace. Yeah, I saw this. I saw that interview. I'm like, he says some, he says some crazy stuff. He... And I, I don't want to get too much involved in the Trump part of it, but but one of the things, I think the major thing about it is, sexual assault is obviously like a a very very serious thing. Yeah. There's the the line of where sexual assault is now mm. has changed, because I'll I'll give you an example. There was a guy in America who he was 
comforting this woman mm. who was she was crying i think and he went to put his arm around her yeah. and because the she had an open kind of an open back top yeah. on his hand went under her shirt wow. onto her back and he straight away he realized what he did he pulled his arm back and he apologized profusely to yeah. the woman and she was like no no it's okay i understand you didn't mean to do it he then after their meet after they they left her company mm. he then wrote to her and apologized he was like so upset yeah, about it yeah. that he he was like i really don't want you to feel like i was yeah. had any ill intention towards you she was like no no it's absolutely fine don't yeah. worry about it this was like 20 years ago yeah she then came after him very recently and said that he assaulted her and that she felt very uncomfortable about the, about the situation. Yeah. Uh, and it's the, I think, well, the correct term I think now is the me too movement where there's a lot of me too yeah. stuff. And it, I think is taking a, it's taking a lot away from women who have actually been sexually yeah, assaulted. Yeah. I, I think one of the things is I, I learned this quite a long time ago. I think sometimes, I think sometimes, and this seems like maybe one of those sort of situations, I don't know, obviously I'm not the lady or the guy, I don't really know what will happen there, but I think what often does happen is something can happen and you not think anything of it. And then when you're exposed to a lot of similar things and you're then supposed to feel a certain way because that's how people are feeling when similar things happen. And then you think back to things, especially if it was a long time ago, you then sort of start questioning and being like, was that this, was that this? Like, and then it make, does make you feel the way. It will make you feel the way about it because you're then confused. I'm not yeah. saying whether it's right or wrong, but it's it's a really, it's funny. My, my, when I was speaking to a mate about um, like just topics and stuff to sort of talk about, and he actually brought this up and I was like, nah, 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 nah sort of thing but we're not allowed to talk about it bro. we've got male privilege this is a, yeah. you know this is exactly what i said to him i said <laughs> I, I wouldn't be comfortable i could show you the message i actually said to him i wouldn't be comfortable unless it's a girl as well yeah. there needs to be to, to sort of to get a better understanding the issue is mm. even if you had a girl here yeah her line on sexual assault might be different this is the problem that's exactly what i was going to say and that's exactly to, what i was, was going to another say another girl to another and girl. i think and I you think, do need to play it by ear yeah I, and i think ultimately um, it is people who are offended over different things. Yeah, like someone, and that 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 that's with so many different things. I can I can I can swear in front of someone, and someone can be really offended. I can swear in front of someone, and I think that's the thing. And but I get what you're saying about the Me Too movement. There's you know been there's been. A, I'll give you an example. Yeah, right? and I was I felt really. I'm I'm sorry to say it right, and people might not like it. I felt embarrassed for i say my country yeah. my, my whole family were all from scotland right yeah. this woman i think she was on she got uh i think it was the independent newspaper or someone ended up like yeah. prom, like kind of pushing forward this video clip mm. woman with a scottish accent she was an attractive girl she was sat on the train and she so she was saying i was sat on the train and i saw that this guy was looking at me yeah when he got off the train yeah he passed me a folded up piece of paper that said open in 10 seconds so he was obviously buying himself a window to get like right. to get off the train before okay. she read it yeah so that, so that he wouldn't be in front of her mm. and he said it was something along the lines of like you've got such a beautiful face mm. it would be even more beautiful if you if you wore a smile 
or something like it's right. a shame that you, you're not yeah. wearing a smile yeah. that you'd you'd look even more be- so he was kind of pay, paying her a compliment yeah but also saying like you know you should smile as well N- which N- is a bit N- of a weird thing yeah. <laughs> and she she actually she was like I, f- I felt like i was being assaulted and these these pe- yeah she was like what? people need to think before you before you take action you need to think about the consequences that your actions might have on someone else. And if you're not sure, just don't. And I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on. If a guy likes a girl and he wants to go and tell that girl in any way, shape or form yeah. that he likes her, that might cause some some kind of negative. He could get shut down. He could get told yeah. no. He could get... There's always a possibility. This one was saying, if there's a chance that it might be taken the wrong way, don't do it. What you're basically saying there is... No man should ever approach any woman yeah. and say, there's, I like you. She could be offended. Stupid, yeah, there's a lot of stupid stuff that's come out. I think one of the things... Um, so, funnily enough, my auntie said this to me ages ago. I can't remember what the discussion was. This was years ago. She said, every time if oh, something I'm happens... I'm on camera, man. I just got a bad crack in my leg. <laughs> Jesus. If something happens, when there's a movement, or if something's pro-something, it often attracts extremists. So if the Me Too movement, for example, is pro-women's rights pro um you know and everyone should be on board to say women shouldn't be sexually assaulted you're always going to attract people who are anti-men to something like that the black lives matter totally legitimate totally you know again something everyone should be behind but ultimately you're going to attract pro like not sorry not being pro you're going to attract anti-white by being a pro-black movement and i think all of these sort of things and it starts to tarnish them and i think that's happened with with um, the Me Too movement to an extent, there's been a few stories that come out, and then also, I, I, it's it's such a weird one because is because it's a male controlled media. Everything's male controlled, isn't it? Really true. When those do, when those stories do come out, are they then pushed to, to... seem like they're being petty, so that people know, like it's... me and you can go, "I'll oh, get a grip, woman." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically. It's, it's, it's such a weird, it's such a weird, um, it's, it's such a weird but interesting time we're living in. Okay, so before before we wrap up this subject and, and in fact this podcast, I want to know from you, where's the line, in your opinion, and don't get me wrong, there is no right here, yeah, because right. Cause like I say, every woman it could be different. Mm. There are, like I've known women who are quite flirtatious, yeah. and they will touch a leg, in, in fact, when I was like 17, 18, there was a girl, there was a girl, there was a woman yeah. twice my age at training mm. and she would rub her hand across the inside of my thigh while she was standing behind me in class. Wow. Now, yeah. I was, bro, I was barely legal. <laughs> so, but, but obviously a teenage boy, yeah. right? We're very hormonal creatures. Oh, I was going to say that's, this. That's not going to get turned yeah. down. But if, if that was the other way around, and it was a man in his 30s doing massively. that to her. That's sexual assault. Yeah, massively. Right? So where's your line? Where's your line? What, okay. What's, what's, the most, what's the most flirtatious thing that can be done that's for not me, sexual assault? For me, it's about knowing your victim. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking. For me, it's, it's, I think you just got to be, for me, it's like... For you. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know what? I might spend an extra 10 seconds sussing out the... Just, just, just sussing out the person a little bit more. Dropping like, hints. Yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not a very hands-on person when I'm, when I'm talking to. <laughs> when you're <assaulted. laughs> Yeah, you know. But I'll just, 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 
just just try to approach it a bit more like a gentleman. If I'm going to get shut down, I'm going to get shut down. End of. Yeah. But and the, but then do you ri- do you run the risk of being friend zoned because you haven't been because <laughs> you I'm haven't too been many forward friends. enough? I've, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny thing. Actually, when I was I'm in a relationship now. When I was dating. Um, not that I used to like go around asking for feedback <laughs> when a date didn't go my way, but a lot of people I did I did have a few people say to me I wasn't like touching enough. They would have preferred me to sort of rest my hand on theirs. I didn't touch them. Like, I didn't put my arm around their waist when we were walking. I think, but I'm a very hands off person. Yeah, in that respect. So it does kind of make me. As think, in, you've got a criminal record already. <laughs> I need to watch myself. Three strikes and that. No, so um, but and and then when I did start dating. Taking that advice, on, sorry, when I when I um, I took that advice on board, and I was much more successful, and I did notice that people who I was going on dates with did like it, and then I was the one who were able to say, "Nah, I'm cool. This ain't gonna work." Yeah, you know. I th- I think- again, there's like a cultural thing there because apparently, like uh, South American women, yeah, like Brazil, Colombia, yeah, place yeah. like that, they expect to be for men to yeah. be a lot more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And when you're not, they feel like you're not into them. Yeah, or that like even take borderline take offense to it yeah what's wrong with you you didn't I've you had, didn't want to grab I've my bum actually yeah don't want to touch I'm my eyes cool, <laughs> so yeah um for me i think like if, if a guy is talking to you mm. the, the difficult thing for for me to say I, it's difficult for me to say because no in no situation in my life have i ever had to have been worried about am i going to get attacked or raped yeah and women come across this Mm. like almost any time a guy yeah depending on the environment depending on where you are yeah a woman might think like oh my god this this might go wrong Mm. so i think verbally a guy without saying you know sexually explicit graphic stuff should kind of just just say whatever you feel say whatever you think yeah and because because ultimately that's who you are right yeah If, if you like a girl and you want to go up to her and go, hey, 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 you know, I've been, I've been looking at you. I can't help stop. I can't stop looking at you. Like you're the hottest woman I've seen in a long time. Everything about you is on point. You know, your legs, your ass, your breasts, the yeah. lot. It's all good. Some women might take offense to that. Yeah. Some women might consider that to be sexual assault. Yeah. Some women might be like, damn, he is proper into me. Yeah. And and that that might work. Yeah. It might not. Yeah. On the flip side of that, as soon as you put your hand on that woman she might be like shit this guy's gonna rape me this guy's gonna rape me this guy's gonna and no i I personally don't think any woman should ever be in that position where she has to have that worry yeah so i think it also depends on geographically like where you are and also what what she may have been through before oh yeah similar to what you said she's one of my exes bro you're in trouble (laughs) (laughs) what you said but you know what you said with the girl earlier who um whistling meant something different yeah so from her past experience she was reacting accordingly i guess Mm. um now, I don't know what the line is. To tell the truth, it's not something I don't think I've ever had to sort of contend with. And now I'm in a relationship and I'm a bit older. Mm. Like, I don't, it's, it's, yeah, it's not something I've ever had to kind of even think about. Yeah. Um, unless asked in these sort of hypothetical situations. Basically, but just don't, don't be a roadman then, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> if you're a roadman, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're most likely going to be getting done for yourself. It's, 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 um, it is a strange one. If I was single now, 
I don't think I'd like my game's always been successful for me, so I don't think I'd change too much up. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe maybe we'll do a we'll do a podcast where you give some tips. <laughs> Mate, I've been at the game for a while. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'd have to find people my age, so it's make sure it still works. Those jokes. Um, right. But uh but yeah, okay, cool. So I'll tell you we we'll we'll wrap this up. We'll we'll call it quits for today. So 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 listen guys, like like we said, we're on uh, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Instagram not on Instagram well we are on Instagram, NGA podcast. Yeah. Give us a give us a like on some photos, man. Follow us, uh, and also you know if if you just listen to this and you got some maybe there's something that you want to talk about or you want to hear us talk about, get our point of view on that on that subject. Just just write in a comment or DM us, no problem. We'll we'll try and make sure we go over it in one of our next episodes. Um, we'll we'll make efforts to to obviously get on YouTube as well. Yeah. Uh, and maybe do some soon. yeah maybe do some live stuff so you guys guys can get in yeah um to be honest one of the one of the things I'll, i want to talk about in a future podcast is uh this whole uh, like gender dysphoria thing and yeah the, the yeah. whole um the, the big changes in kind of the our approach to to gender yeah but I, again i think it's a bit weird for us to talk about it because we're both straight guys might be able to. I think. I think the next couple of weeks as well, we might see if we can get a couple of guests. Yeah. So um, if if you have listened to this and you know an intel, the keyword here is intelligent person. Yeah. Who is? I, I don't even. Yeah, maybe just pro gender fluidity. Someone that's that's yeah. got that stance. It doesn't matter if you're heterosexual, bisexual, whatever. Ideally, I'd say it'd be good to actually speak you know to someone what? who's been through it. I've got a I've got a friend who's doing a talk on it. Okay. Uh, end of the month. Really, really good friend. I might chat to her. I'm pretty sure she'll be, are they, be, be are, up for it. Are they pro-gender fluidity? Pro, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be interested in arguing with your friend. Yeah. Hey, she's, 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 she's... And she's smart too, yeah? Smart, awesome, awesome. One of my, okay. one of my, one of my good, good mates. Yeah. So, yeah, so the last thing, obviously, we need to go over before we call it quits on this episode is uh, what's your throwback movie, throwback track? Right, my throwback movie this week is Licence to Drive. This was one of my favourites growing up in the 80s, um, starring Corey Feldham and Corey Haim. Rest in peace, Corey Haim. Uh, They were like the kind of teen, cool kind of uh, duo in the 80s. Done quite a few films together in Lost Boys as well, another classic. Uh, they they're the two 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 of the main characters from I that love film. Love the soundtrack for that movie. Soundtrack sick. Yeah. Soundtrack. Oh, that should be my throwback. Um, my throwback track isn't actually that old. I think it's only like eight years, ten years old. Okay. But it's off Nicki Minaj's first album, uh, "Best Female Rapper," to do it, in my opinion. What about Missy um, Elliott? Oh, we'll go into that another episode. Yeah. Um, uh, her track, uh, "Moment for Life." Featuring Drake. Okay, yeah. That's I think cool. that was my favourite track off of her first album. Didn't she have Monster on that album? Oh, no, that's no, that Jay-Z's was on album. Kanye's. That was, was on Kanye's, Kanye's Dark okay. Twisted Fantasy, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Moment for Life featuring Drake. Um, I was speaking to someone about Nicki Minaj recently, and I think that's probably my favourite track. That one of my top, top, top five tracks she's done. So that's my throwback um, track for today. Do you know what? The, the only other thing I'm going to say about Nicki Minaj, yeah? I think I said this to you before. Nicki Minaj wears some pretty garish stuff and does her hair in like silly colours which I think if any other woman did it I think I'd look at it and go that's trash Yeah, yeah. and even like Cardi B does it a little bit Yeah. and I look at her and I'm like that's trash but when Nicki does it I'm like 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll probably get a slap from my missus for saying that, but yeah, there's there's something about, but um, but yeah, do you know what? my my throwback movie, and I was I was trying to think like what would be a, a decent a decent throwback movie, and it's it's not. I'll be honest, it's not a great movie, but I love it. It's Rob Roy. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's one. It's an old school oh, Liam Neeson movie. Yes, yes. It's it's not quite Braveheart. It, it's all right. Yeah, it's not quite Braveheart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I remember. I don't think I've ever seen it. All right. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> to be honest, like the the storyline of it is good. Yeah. It's not amazing, but the end battle scene. Yeah. That, is it a true story, or is it, was it a true character? I think I think it might be. Okay. I can't entirely remember yeah, it because yeah. I haven't seen it in such a long time. Yeah. But it is a is a decent film. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my uh, my song is gonna be "Don't Know Much," and it was Sam Cooke. Oh, true. Old school Sam Cooke. That's proper old school. Do you know what? that song is only like two and a half minutes long? Oh, really? It's really short, and a lot of those old school songs are are quite short. Maybe didn't know much about a third verse. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so so if you have a, if if you're a bit more new school, it's a it's a it's a cool track. And the thing that I like about those old school movies, uh, old school songs, and I'll probably throw up some more in the in the future, is it comes from a time where there was a bit of money in music, but not nearly the level of money that's in there now. Yeah. And the people that made music made it purely for the love of making music. Um, so yeah, I I love that song. Yeah, uh, true, and I, true. I still listen to it now. And my missus hates it. She's like, "Why are you playing all this old stuff, man? Will you play some more?" I'm like, "It's clean. It's the best." Yeah. So yeah, yeah that, that's my that's my movie is uh, Rob Roy, and my song is Don't Know Much. And your movie was License to Drive. And your song was Moment for Life by Nicki Minaj. And this was episode two of No Grey Areas podcast. And we out. Peace.